It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. What do I have in store for us today? Well, lots of things. Today, we will go over... A lot of different awards have come out as far as SEC first team, ACC first team. So, that's all great. But you know what I've done? I have put together my all-Palmetto State team. So, I'm going to give you my team from, if I could pick and choose players from teams in the Palmetto State, who I think uh, I would like to have and who I'd want coaching my team. And I'll give you that. I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to go generic with it. We're going to call them the, uh, the Palmetto Sandlappers. That's what we're going to go with. And I've got my team here. I'll tell you who is on that team later on. I'll also tell you uh, who I think is going to win the major conference tournament titles as we get um, the a bunch of the tournaments underway. I think the ACC's already started today with Georgia Tech and Notre Dame playing some games. So that's going to be interesting. Charles Barkley is probably my favorite analyst right now because he just says whatever he wants. Uh, he said last, I think it was last week, LeBron James needs to come on with him on uh, the NBA on TNT for the playoffs because he ain't got nothing else to do during the playoffs, which is true. Now he's calling somebody else out. We'll tell you about what, uh, what Sir Charles said later on. We'll also get into... Uh, the bribery scandal where people are basically bribing people to get people into college. I don't know what the big deal is about that. I mean, that's kind of the society you live in. If you have money, you can get into certain things. I mean, does it make it right? Not really, but are you surprised? There's lots of kids with C's that go to Ivy League schools that probably have no business academically being there. It's just the way that it is. But I got to start today with one of the biggest national stories, and it's the story with Russell Westbrook and the stuff that happened with him with uh, his game last night with the Utah Jazz. You know, there's a lot of, if you listen to a lot of uh, folks, especially coming into uh, this show, Clay Travis this morning talked a good bit about it, and I'm not going to go crazy, crazy overboard with it, but I'm in the in the land of, well, first of all, if you don't know what happened, basically Russell Westbrook got into it with a fan last night. The fan was saying things to him, and Russell Westbrook yelled back at him, and things were just not nice, okay? Two grown men basically yelling at each other. Now, they're both acting like kids, by the way. You know, I've got two daughters. They fight. And that's just what they do. They like to fight. One wants to fight with the other one all the time. But the thing is, between them, they're 10 and 8. Russell Westbrook is in his 20s. And this guy um, that supposedly he got into it with, Shane Keisel, is a man that's old enough where he can get seats to go to a Utah Jazz game. So he should know better. 
But the two of them exchange words back and forth, back and forth. And this guy, Keisel, if you look at some of his tweets, some of the stuff he said is he's not a Westbrook guy. And you could be a guy that hates people. That's fine. That's kind of the American way. You, you want to go and you want to say stuff like that. But here's the problem that I have. Russell Westbrook said some things. Uh, I'll give you the exact quote, so I'm not misquoting the guy. But basically, Russell Westbrook said, I promise you, you think I'm playing. I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll blank you up. You and your wife, I'll blank you up. Now, a lot of that is in emotion. And when asked about it after the game, he said, as for beating up his wife, I've never put my hands on a woman. I never will. Never been in any domestic violence before. But apparently he said things to you. Um, he said things to him that he shouldn't have said, saying he should, quote, get down on my knees like you used to. And he, he says that comment's disrespectful and he just didn't appreciate it. Here's the problem that I have with all of this. If these two were just in a sports bar, and this guy had the cojones to say this stuff to him, you think he wouldn't get knocked out? Why is it that people think they can go to a game and say some of this stuff that they say? And I've been to college games where they're yelling at college kids, and they're yelling at college coaches. People say dumb things, and that's just the reality of it. But I'm in the camp of... You know, my grandpa, Papa Jim, love him to death. He gave me the mentality of, you need to understand that if you say something, you have the right to your freedom of speech. But if you say something and it offends somebody, especially if you imply that they should, quote, get on their knees like they're used to, then you can get popped in the face and you should be, you should expect that. So if you're going to run your mouth, you have to deal with the fact that you might get popped in the mouth. I don't understand why as a society right now, we've, we've developed into such, I, I, the, the term I want to use, I can't use here, but we're just, we're so weak as a society. We want to yell and act like we're tough guys. But then when somebody comes back at us, especially if they're an athlete on the court, that athlete is looked at like they're just awful. That's not the way it should be. Now, were they both acting like children? Yeah. And they shouldn't be yelling at each other anyway. And you can make the argument that Russell Westbrook can look at him and be like, you know what, dude? My contract says I'm making millions and millions of dollars. Uh, you probably aren't. I'm one of the top 20 basketball players on the planet. You're sitting here watching me play. You can think that and let him run his mouth, and that would make you the better person. That's what I would do. But you know what? I can also see the mentality of, you know what, this guy said this stuff to me, and he needs to be corrected on it. So I come to you today in defense of Russell Westbrook. Why? Because the guy that was yelling at him, if you look at some of his tweets, they were not good. He had some racist tweets. He had some other things that he tweeted out uh, implying Russell Westbrook should go back to where he came from. Where is that, sir? UCLA? I mean, you're a Utah Jazz fan. He comes there, what, once a year? 
I don't get it. But am I crazy for defending Russell Westbrook? Should he just shut his mouth? Should the guy shut his mouth? Should the guy be banned from Utah Jazz games? I'm not saying it should be Thunderdome, but I'm saying if you say something and I don't like it, I should be able to address you and tell you point blank, don't do it. Sometimes we all need a little correcting. That's just the way that it is. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. Some of the tweets that came out, Westbrook is a piece of classless blank. Somebody needs to kick his blank. Hashtag tool. Hashtag poor loser. Um, this is coming from Shane Keisel, who, by the way, made sure that he can get interviewed by ESPN and the Bleacher Report, and everybody else that wants to interview him. He's got a social media account. All of those were closed pretty much immediately once everybody started checking him out. He's not the brightest light in the tunnel, by the way. You go and look at his Twitter account. Uh Uh-oh. You can see maybe there's something going on there that, eh, not so much. But he opened and ran his mouth at somebody, and it it comes down to -to man-to-man. If you say something, yeah, you may... Something may happen to you. Now, a lot of people talk about Russell Westbrook being this guy that is edgy. Yeah, he runs his mouth a good bit. You see him on the court, he's doing that. That's how he keeps his edge. But I've also seen him after games where he'll go and if he finds a kid that's wearing a a Westbrook jersey or whatever, especially on the road, he'll go into the crowd and give the kid his shoes. So it's not like Russell Westbrook is just this awful human being. His teammates love him. Everybody that's played with him loves him. So Russell Westbrook is not the bad guy here. Should he have been a little more tempered in what he said? Should he have threatened to to knock the guy's wife out? No. And he he mentioned that after the game. Hey, I've never knocked, I never hit a woman, never will. But you know what? That guy would have shut up if Russell Westbrook would have gotten within five feet of him. First of all, Russell Westbrook is six foot five and is a very big boy. And if he's angry, he's probably going to intimidate a lot of people. But I doubt this guy was going to stand up to him. You think he's just going to sit there and heckle him and you know nothing's going to happen because security's going to hold him back? That's like throwing rocks at a lion and then the lion finally gets out of the cage and can come and eat you. Doesn't make any sense. 803-978. 1832-803-978-1832. If you want to call up and defend the guy, that's great. If you think the guy should be suspended from Utah Jazz games, you know what? I'm not even in favor of that. He ran his mouth, and and by the way, he's getting blistered on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere else. The national folks are hammering this guy too for some of the stuff that he's tweeted out. I think that's punishment enough. If he wants to go to a jazz game, he may get heckled out of the building. But I don't even know if you should do that. I mean, maybe you can ban them for a game. I mean, there's been issues in the past where fans have lost their season tickets because they've said stuff to players. They've done stuff. You know, you can you can barb a team and be classy about it. You can say things and and not have to imply that people are on their knees because that's where they're used to being. You could do a lot of things that are better. I remember there was a fan for the Washington uh, Bullets before they were the Wizards. And 
when Michael Jordan would come to town, he would heckle Michael Jordan about his gambling. And he got giant cards, and, and he was yelling at Jordan, hey, do you want to play blackjack? And he's dealing out, and he's, hey, Mike, come on, you want to hit? You want, you want to stand? What do you want to do? And it was so creative that Jordan was laughing at him. I mean, that's how you heckle somebody. You, there, there's a correct way to heckle and without being a complete goofball. Just saying. But also we need to understand there's a line that you can cross, and when you do, maybe something's going to happen to you. And this guy got called out on it. He didn't think that he would. Now he's trying to play the victim. Yeah, not so much. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to get involved with the show today, am, am I crazy for defending Russell Westbrook? I don't know. I mean, in my mind, I'm not. Some people tell me, yeah, Rob, he should have been doing that. And I say, well, if you put them in just a real-world situation, and this guy yells at him in just a setting where he's not on the court as an NBA player, do you think that's going to happen? They were playing pickup basketball. Do you think that's going to happen? 803-978-1832. We'll take your calls on that this afternoon. If you want to get involved with the show, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Call up and tell me why uh, I am not very bright, which is what I've gotten from some folks that I've talked to about this today. Well, that, that guy's a fan. He's got a ticket. He could say whatever he wants. Really? Really? I don't know if I necessarily believe that or not. Don't know if I necessarily believe that or not. So let's get some NFL notes out of the way here before we get into some basketball talk. By the way, I will have my all Palmetto State team coming up here in just a moment. In fact, I venture to say my all Palmetto State team would probably be favored as a number one seed if they were all together. And this is my team of Palmetto State players that I put together, you know, from guys that play on teams in South Carolina. I put these, this team together, and I like my team I put together. So we'll get into that momentarily. Maybe I missed somebody. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But some NFL notes, a couple things that kind of shocked me, shocked me today. The first one is Teddy Bridgewater has decided that he would rather stay with the New Orleans Saints over going to Miami. So he would go to Miami and probably start, but he'd rather stay with the New Orleans Saints than start for, and be a backup to Drew Brees than go to Miami and be a starter. What does that say about you, Miami, and the direction of your franchise where you can't get a backup quarterback from New Orleans to come and be with your team? That's, that's the first thing that I thought of this morning when I heard that. So that's an interesting note in its own right there. Probably the biggest free agent note that I've got that kind of kind of popped me just a little bit was that. And where's Le'Veon Bell going to end up? Folks are saying the Chicago Bears. They just signed Mike Davis, the former Gamecock running back, to a two-year contract up with the Bears. That would be a heck of a one-two combination with uh, if they – if they can get Le'Veon Bell, wow. I think the balance of power in the NFC North may be shifting just a little bit if the Bears can get Le'Veon Bell. 
Because, you know, when you first think about that North, you always think, all right, it's going to come down to the Bears and the, and the uh, or not, excuse me, normally you think it's the Packers and the Vikings. Right now, I think that Green Bay is at a point where, other than Aaron Rodgers, what have you got? This is kind of a transition year here for my Green Bay Packers. So if you want to talk about that or the Russell Westbrook situation, feel free to call at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Gamecock Baseball today, they play on the road at uh, the Citadel. Clemson is at home on tomorrow. They will play Coastal Carolina. First pitch for that game is at 6. Pre-game right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 is at 5.30. We also have uh, the basketball tournament tomorrow for the uh, for Clemson. Their first-round matchup against NC State. That game tips off at noon. We will have pre-game at 11.30 tomorrow. So 11.30 tomorrow, pre-game for that. So we'll definitely keep you up to date here. Of course, all the games live right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, later on this afternoon, I'll tell you who I think is going to win the major conference tournament titles. Some of these are, some of my picks are interesting. Uh, some of them are just because I like certain players, but I can be biased. You can uh, chime in and, and tell me I'm kind of crazy if you want, but we can definitely get involved with that this afternoon as well at 803-978-1832. My SEC team that's going to win the tournament may be surprising to some folks, but we'll get into that this afternoon as well. Also, we'll talk about what uh, Charles Barkley said. <laughs> my favorite uh, my favorite NBA analyst right now. Charles just says whatever he wants. Just honest. We'll also get into the story about uh, school admission where athletes are basically, or basically parents, can spend money to get their kids into college. Kind of a crazy story here. So they're admitted to universities as a elite university as recruited athletes and then help them cheat on the college entrance exams to gain admission. So people are getting bribed to do that. Craziness. Lots of crazy stuff today here on The Rundown, of course. 803-978-1832 if you want to get involved. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. My name is Rob Sanders. More of the rundown in just a moment. Welcome back to the rundown. Thanks for joining me here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Yes, I'm in the camp of defending Russell Westbrook. If you say stuff to a grown man, you should expect a grown man response. Yep, I'm in that camp. I don't care if he's an NBA player or not. You say dumb things, dumb things happen to you. Sorry. Now, should they both act better? Yeah. But we need to get to a point in society where we realize if you run your mouth, things are going to happen to you. Be nice to each other. That that normally helps. But if you're going to be ballsy and go and try to yell at somebody, it could come back and get you. Just saying. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832, if you want to sound off on that. But we're going to move on here for a little bit. Uh, you know, the conference championships start today. Congratulations to Wofford last night. They won the SOCON, one of the best, bas- I mean, I think they're the best basketball team in the state. Ranked 22nd in the country right now, so they are a pretty good basketball team. And 
I tell you what, there were a lot of teams like Indiana, Clemson, stuff like that. They were all Wofford fans last night because they did not want to have two teams from the SOCON going into the tournament. And by the way, a lot of these Power 5 schools don't want to play another team from the SOCON. UNC Greensboro probably would have beaten Indiana if they played each other. In fact, I'd take UNC Greensboro over the last four, the first four out. I'd take that team over them. I don't care who it is. If Joe Lenardi has got you as, as one of the last four, the last eight, whatever, I'll take UNC Greensboro. I'll take Belmont. I'll take uh, Lipscomb. All right? We need to get over this whole infatuation with, well, just because they play in the Big Ten or the Big 12 or the ACC, they're just awesome. They play pretty good basketball in some of these other conferences. Just saying. All right, here we go. These are my predictions for the major conference tournament titles, who I think is going to win. We'll start with the American. I like UCF. They play good defense. And I'm not sure Houston is, like, on board to win the conference title. I mean, they're going to be in the tournament anyway. Probably a 3-4 seed, 2-3-4 seed, whatever, for the Houston Cougars. You can make an argument for Cincinnati. But I think UCF wants to come in and make some noise. I like Taco Fall. We've talked about him, the seven foot six giant, because that's what he is. I like them to win the American tournament. So I've got UCF. Uh, the Atlantic 10, I'm going to go with uh, VCU. They play defense. Doesn't matter how great of a, a shooting team you are. If you play defense, you're generally going to be in some games, unless you're Virginia last season and you played UMBC. That was a fluke. They couldn't defend UMBC as far as uh, on the three-point line. They were the first 16 seed to beat a number one seed in Virginia. So there, there's that. But I like VCU simply because they play good defense. In the ACC tournament, um, lots of people are talking about Duke. I think Las Vegas favors Duke. I'm personally on the North Carolina bandwagon. I think North Carolina, even though I've said it before. I don't, I, I don't like the way North Carolina's basketball program is. I think eventually the world is going to come to a point where we can see all the cheating stuff that North Carolina has done. But I'm, I think North Carolina is going to win the ACC tournament, and I think Virginia is going to lose whoever they play in the first round. In the Big 12, give me Texas Tech for 500, please. Texas Tech has just played well all season. Lots of folks talking about Kansas. Okay, they didn't win the regular season title. I'm not feeling it. Give me Texas Tech. In the Big East, oh, I like Creighton. They're, they're one of the teams that's on the bubble, but they've got some good players, especially on the guard front. Ask Clemson about Creighton's guards. Shredded Clemson in the, uh, in the uh, non-conference season. But give me Creighton to uh, win the Big East. In the Big Ten tournament, you know, I, I, I make fun of the Big Ten because they talk about, oh, well, top to bottom. I seriously think there's just a set of people out there that there's so many sports writers and, and folks that went to Northwestern that vote in these polls, and they think back to the days when Michigan and Wisconsin and Indiana on all these teams would just beat Northwestern senseless, and they have kind of a bias in their head, in my opinion. And that's how I think you see so many Big Ten teams in the top 25. Not that they don't need to be there, but I think the Big Ten consistently year after year is overrated as far as on the conference front by writers. 
So that's just my opinion. But with that, I'm taking Michigan State. Tom Izzo is a heck of a coach, and the key thing here is they play defense. In the Pac-12, I will take Oregon. Why? Because it's a coin flip between Oregon and Washington, and it, it's the conference is just so strange. I'm going to go with Oregon, and it, it came down to I just like their uniforms. I think they're it could be Oregon, Washington, or Oregon State, or Arizona State. It could be one of those four. But I'm going to go with Oregon because I like their uniforms. That's how close I think these teams are. In the SEC tournament, you know, I thought about this, and I thought, you know what, I really like Auburn, and I was going to go with Auburn, but then I had to have a moment of reality. Kentucky's going to win the SEC tournament. Shocking. I said I was going to be surprising with my SEC tournament pick, and then I realized, don't say dumb things, Rob. Don't put your money in the, in the Bruce Pearl basket. I'm going with Kentucky. They play better in March. And I think they'll play Tennessee. Uh, I, th- I think the way they match up, they'll play them in the semifinals. But look for uh, them to win that game. I think Tennessee's the second-best team in the SEC behind Kentucky right now. So give me the Wildcats to win the SEC. By the way, I think the Gamecocks have the potential that they could win a couple of games in this tournament. I don't think it's that far-fetched. I really don't. In fact, if you told me, pick the team, South Carolina or Clemson, that has the capability to win a couple of games in this tur- in their conference tournaments, I'm going to go with the Gamecocks. I-, I, just, I have more faith in what Frank Martin is doing right now than what I do with uh, Brad Brownell and Clemson. That and the draw favors the Gamecocks. I know they lost to Missouri, but Missouri's a dumpster fire. If they get Missouri, Georgia, or... Um, Missouri, Georgia, or who's the other team? Or Auburn. They've already beaten Auburn this year. They've hammered Georgia. I think they can beat Mizzou. And then the second round game, they could have a potential matchup with LSU. I think LSU's kind of out. No coach. I don't think they're I think their best players suspended. The Gamecocks could be playing in the tournament final, and that's not that far fetched. Win a couple of games and that could happen. But we'll see. They could go out and drop the first round game. That happens in conference tournaments to to some good teams. Some really good teams have done that. So if you want to respond to that, feel free at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. When we come back, it's the postseason awards. So many of them were given out by the AP and everything else. I've got Rob's all-sandlapper team. These are my team of players from the Palmetto State that I think we could put together and go and win the NCAA tournament. I think the team would be that good. I'll tell you who's on my all my all Palmetto team here in just a moment. On the rundown, this is Fox Sports Radio 1400. And welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. And around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate the folks reaching out to me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. A couple folks telling me that I'm silly because I'm defending Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I'm sorry. They, they just tell me I'm silly. I love the private messages saying, Rob, you don't know what you're talking about. He should just close his mouth and play basketball. Okay. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. If I walk up to you in public and I say things to you, 
and I imply that you should stay on your knees because that's where you're used to being, you're going to basically tell me, uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, and I'm going to hit you in the face. Just like I would do to you if you did that to me. I, I mean, I guess people are thinking that Russell Westbrook should be held to a higher standard because he's an NBA player, because he's an entertainer. Yeah, I'm not feeling that at all. If you challenge somebody, especially questioning their manhood, because that's what you're doing, and implying they should be on their knees, then whatever comes back to you comes back to you. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. We're going to get into some other stuff today. Justin on Facebook Live says he's ready for college football. You know what I am, too. Clemson and South Carolina are in the middle of their spring games. Our spring practices, spring games coming up on April the 6th. So we'll have some college football talk here on the rundown. But right now it's the heart of basketball season. And I've got my all Palmetto State team. These are players that played in South Carolina this year. And I think if we took this team, we would, I think we'd be favored in the NCAA tournament. Yes, I think this team is that good. All right, here we go. We'll start with at the guard position. I've got two guards. I've got uh, Wofford guard Fletcher McGee. He is the SOCON player of the year. He's 15 three-pointers shy of the NCAA's all-time mark for made field goals from behind the arc. So this guy is a guy that's going to shoot the three, which is something that I think you need. So Fletcher McGee, welcome to the Sandlappers. Also at guard, I'm going to take Marquise Reed from Clemson. He leads the ACC in free throw shooting, steals, and is third in scoring at 19.4 points a game. So the guy can actually get up and down the court, and he's doing, you know, can actually do some pressuring on the ball with steals. I like that. I like that. In the last, uh, the Tigers have won four out of their last five games. He's led the led the team with 23 points, about seven rebounds and four steals. Um, let's see. So that's my two guards. Now, my forwards are simple. I've got Elijah Thomas. I think he's going to play center on my team, okay? All ACC defender. Donnie has a question on Facebook Live. We'll get to about the Terriers in just a moment. But uh, finishing out my all-Palmetto team, Elijah Thomas would be in the center. And I would tell Elijah Thomas, look, we're gonna, I want you just to clean up the basket. We're not going to make you a huge focal point of the offense. I've got guys that can shoot the ball, rebound, and block shots. That's what I want you to do, and I think Elijah Thomas could do that. My other forward is Chris Silva. Chris Silva averaged 14.7 rebounds and two blocks a game, first-team All-SEC, a great player. You put those two in the middle there, and they can move around however you want to do it. But my other forward is going to be Matt Rafferty. Who is Matt Rafferty? Matt Rafferty plays for Furman. He averages 17 points and nine rebounds and is pretty much unstoppable. I think you go with that three, those three forwards and those two guards, and you are going to win a ton of basketball games. Now, Hassani Gravit was named the sixth man of the year in the SEC today. That makes him good enough to be the sixth man of the year for a sixth man of my all Sandlappers team. So congratulations to Hassani Gravit for making Rob's Sandlapper team here. I'd also have on the bench to come off there, I'd have uh, Sheldon Mitchell and A.J. Lawson, who is 
was an all-freshman selection for the SEC. I think you go with those three, and you could add one or two others here or there, but those three and then my other five of uh, Fletcher McGee, Matt Rafferty, Chris Silva, Elijah Thomas, and Marquise Reed, you are going to win a ton of basketball games. A ton. And by the way, the head coach has to be Mike Young from Wofford. He is proving once again he is one of the best coaches in the state, leading the Wofford to an undefeated SoCon run and winning the SoCon title. Uh, The question that I got from uh, Donnie on Facebook Live about where I think Wofford's going to be seated, you know what? I think the Terriers may be like an 8 or a 9 seed. Now, here's the interesting part about that. Let's say that they're a 8 or a 9 seed, and they, they'll play in the regional bracket here. Let's say they get sent to Columbia as an 8 seed, and they play, I don't know, throw out a, a 9 seed. You could go with TCU, I mean, wh- whoever you can come up with as a 9 seed. So you have the Terriers in that bracket, but then you're going to have the 1 and the 16. Now, the one could be Duke, it could be Tennessee, could be North Carolina, could be a ton of different teams. But if they're an eight seed, and let's say that we don't have another issue like we had last season where a UMBC beats a number one seed, but do you really want to be a one seed and have to play Wofford? I'm thinking not. I'm thinking not. But I think that's where Wofford might end up. Maybe an eight seed. Maybe they can move up to like a six seed. But I think a six seed is kind of the ceiling. Simply because I think there's just a lot of people, oh, they play in the SOCOM. We don't know about the SOCOM. We know about the ACC. We know about the Big Ten. They're in the SOCOM. What are they doing? That's fine for Wofford. I don't think they care. Whoever they play, they're going to be really, really tough. Really tough. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. is the number to call. If you want to get involved with the rundown today, you can call up and uh, talk to me about Westbrook. You can talk to me about my all-Palmetto team, which is uh, Fletcher McGee, Matt Rafferty from Furman, Chris Silva, Elijah Thomas, and Marquise Reed. And, of course, coming off the bench, Hassani Gravitt, Sheldon Mitchell, and A.J. Lawson. Just good stuff there. With that team, and of course, Mike Young turning the knobs, making them go. You, Frank Martin could coach that team too, but either way, would be an interesting team if we could, we could put all those guys together. I think that team could win the NCAA tournament. I really do. I really, really do. You got some lockdown defenders there with Elijah Thomas and Chris Silva plays great defense. Marquise Reed's getting all these steals. Hassani Gravitt coming off the bench shooting threes. That would be a great team. Who would you add? Is there somebody else out there? You know, you could talk about a couple of the guys from the College of Charleston. He has uh, the coach down there has like two guys that average 17 points a game for balance. Of course, uh, the Cougars were eliminated in uh, the Colonial Tournament last night. But it's still uh, interesting. What, uh, what they're doing down there at the College of Charleston with having such a balance as far as scorers go. We'd love to get your thoughts on my all-Palmetto team of Fletcher McGee, Matt Rafferty, Chris Silva, Elijah Thomas, and Marquise Reed. Off the bench, Hassani Gravitt, Sheldon Mitchell, and A.J. Lawson, and Mike Young as my head coach. 
That would be a heck of a team if we could weave it all together. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. You know, he was talking about, uh, uh, for Donnie, you want to know what I thought about Wofford, where they would be seated. If Clemson wins a couple of games in the ACC tournament, they could be seated as a 8 or a 9 seed. Wouldn't it be interesting if Clemson was an 8 seed and had to come to Columbia for their regional? That would be very interesting. Very interesting. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. The roundup session, when we come back, all kinds of just little interesting notes going on in the world of sports. And we'll talk about Charles Barkley and why I think he's great. All that and more in just a moment here on The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. We've sounded off today on uh, I Defended Russell Westbrook. I also gave my all-Palmetto team. This is my, my, my culmination of the best basketball players in state. And I, my team consists of uh, Fletcher McGee from Wofford. Of course, he's 15 three-pointers shy of the NCAA's all-time mark. Matt Rafferty from Furman. Also, Chris Silver from the Gamecocks. Elijah Thomas in the middle. And then Marquise Reed. And then, of course, Sasani Gravit off the bench, along with Sheldon Mitchell and A.J. Lawson. Now, I mentioned that to my buddies from Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan. And, he, and I told him, I think that this team could win the, uh, win the national title, much less beat Duke. And he laughed. He's like, there's no way they're beating Duke. Duke has a couple of NBA players. Please don't hold Lawton Swan's small mind against him. He's not seeing the team here. I think you can run enough at Zion Williamson, who, by the way, we don't even know if he's healthy or not. So let's throw that out there. But I definitely think this team could beat Duke. I really, really think so. I mean, you've got guys that can shoot the three, guys that can pressure the ball. You've got three guys that can go and get you some rebounds. You got a great coach in Mike Young from Wofford. You're telling me they can't go and beat Duke? Come on, man. 803-978-1832. Don't hold Lawton Swan's small mind against him this afternoon. He'll be here for Clemson Sports Talk. He normally is a very bright guy. But today, he has no faith in the teams from the Palmetto State. And being an ACC guy, he's just, I'm in love with Duke. I love Duke. Yeah, well... You're not exactly right, sir. Duke's a good basketball team, but they're not unbeatable. Let's let's make sure of that. Okay? 803-978-1832. Do you think my team would have the opportunity to beat them? I like my all-Palmetto team. I think they could do it. Clay on Facebook Live says, Wofford will beat Duke if they play in the tournament. He says he'll take bets right now. He likes Wofford to beat Duke, but... Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk doesn't think my Palmetto State All-Stars can do it. What are you talking about? I've got two guys that are on the all-defense, or one guy that's an all-SEC defender in, um, in Chris Silva, one all-ACC defender in Elijah Thomas, one all-SEC first-teamer in Chris Silva, the SOCON Player of the Year in, in a Fletcher McGee, and Marquise Reed, who was a third-team All-ACC selection, you're telling me that they can't go and take care of that? Are you crazy? 
Come on, man. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with my team here. I like my Palmetto State All-Stars. My Sand Lappers, I think, can beat Duke. And you know what? I don't think it would be close. Joseph says they can beat Duke. Duke can't shoot. Yes. There you go. Joseph's on board with my Sand Lappers. He thinks that they can take care of business. I, I don't know why people think that, oh, it's just Duke, and Duke is awesome. Stop it. Duke's got talent, but they can win. I mean, they, they can win games, but you can beat them. You definitely can beat them. Final story of the day is from Charles Barkley. Now, Charles Barkley last week said uh, LeBron James needs to be on inside the NBA for the playoffs because it's not like he's doing anything else right now. I think that's absolutely true. When you're a Hall of Fame basketball player like Charles Barkley, you should be able to say whatever you want. And if he wants to pick at the current players, have at it. But he came out today and says, or maybe this was last night, and says uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving aren't tough enough to play in New York City. Apparently nobody's tough enough to play in New York City because the Knicks stink. I mean, their owner's trying to throw people out for them yelling at him, sell the team. But Charles Barkley says that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant aren't tough enough to play in New York City. Who exactly is? I mean, maybe they should get Charles Oakley in from the crowd. He goes to a lot of Knicks games. Get him out there and let him him try to play at 60 years old. He'd probably be tougher than half the Knicks roster. Just saying. I like the fact that uh, Barkley gets out and says stuff like this. It's just great. I think he's honest. I think that's exactly how he feels. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 if you want to get involved with the show today. My all-Sam Lappers team, I'm telling you, too much speed, too much power. I think they beat Duke. I mean, you got got a great coach in Mike Young. You think they can't beat Duke? Man, don't don't hold that against Swanee. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He really doesn't. Uh, tomorrow, we'll have uh, some more stuff. Of course, don't forget the Clemson basketball game right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. You can download the iHeartRadio app and listen to it anywhere on the planet. Pre-game's at 1130. Uh, tip-off is at noon. Baseball, Coastal Carolina tomorrow. Top 25 matchup with Clemson. First pitch for that game is at 6 o'clock. We'll have a pregame coverage starting at about, I think it's 5.30 is when we'll do pregame tomorrow. Clay says on Facebook, Wofford plays a fund, uh, at a level of fundamentally sound ball that nobody can match. Well, they're going to get their chance in the NCAA tournament. I hope they get sent to Columbia. I'd love to see them match up with a number one seed just to see how the Terriers would do. I guarantee you, a top seed doesn't want to see a team that is as fundamentally sound as Wofford is. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Call us tomorrow. We'll be happy to take your calls, especially after that Clemson game tomorrow afternoon. More of the rundown tomorrow. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk is next. Have a good day.